you know, for like us being grown, you know, we do okay in life. Christmas presents were hard to buy for. You know what I mean? So uh, my wife got me, because uh, we got ADRs knocked out for January. But for my Christmas present, um, she got me uh, dinner with the Imagineer. Wow. Whoa, really? So, cool. Yeah, so that'll be fun, right? I mean, it's just one of those, uh, just a different, you know, a different, unique kind of experience. And um, I- I'm going to be uh, all over it. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be a lot of fun. When are you doing have that? It. Yeah, when, when is that? When? January. Uh, it'll be the uh, last week of January. That's very cool, man. So then the That's a cool experience. first week of February, we're going to have an Imagineer on the show. Yes, maybe. You convince him? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. It's <laughs> over dinner. <laughs> G- giving, giving uh, you know, I mean, you know what? Maybe I'll go live with him. Maybe I'll go live just with Just go him. live. Just, just put your phone down and put him right on the spot. Yeah. Here you I'll go. Just, Boom. I'll do that. Yep. I'll do that. We'll do that instead. So then it's then it's uh, after a couple drinks, I'll feed him some tequila. We'll be all good. You're very charming. Like I'm sure you can have your uh, your way to get him to come on. Yeah, I'm charming like sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's take it live, guys. In three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That it was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney. It's episode 45. It's August the 2nd, 2018, and I am here with my future roommates in about a month. Mike, Jason, what's up? Top bunk. Top bunk. <laughs> Golly. Top bunk. Call it. I'm going to separate Listen. the room like a Brady Bunch episode. Remember when you put the line across the room? <laughs> That's your side of the room. It's my side. You have your space. I have mine. Well, little do you know, in our guest room, I traded in our, uh, for y'all's uh, uh, pleasure, I, I faded, traded in our queen bed for a twin. So you guys are in good shape. I'm ready to have you down. I'm excited. And for those people who don't know, we're going to be doing a live show here in about a month because we're all three going to be in the same city, all hanging out for about five days. And I, dude, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to, to get it down there and um, get a taste of that Southern hospitality. The first time all three of us will be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Insane. People are like, oh, what? Huh, what? What? Uh, what? It, you know, I was telling Jason the other day, Mike, about this, that, uh, you know, you live in New York, everyone, you know, uses the horn, hey, get out of the way, stuff like that, and I was trying to explain to Jason that whenever you come to Charleston, it's funny because you'll sit at a red light, and let's say the guy in front of you doesn't go, he's on his phone or something like that, you'll see people literally thinking about using their horn and not doing it, they're just, ah, no, I don't want to be impolite, ah, uh, no, I'll just, I'll wait, I'm sure he's busy doing something, you know, everyone's just so laid back, so, uh, so chill, uh, so it's a, definitely a, a cool lifestyle, di- very different than New York. I, you'll, you'll see it, you don't want me sitting in the front seat, because a lot of times if I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and we're sitting at a red light, and a friend of mine is driving, and the light turns, I'll immediately just lean over and lean on his horn. <laughs> <laughs> I get my friends in trouble. I just won't let go. And they're like, what are you doing? And I get my friends in trouble all the time. And sometimes at work, we have the police cars, and I forget because they have the sirens and the horns. So they'll be sitting there, and then you'll see the look of panic and the guy in front of us all of a sudden when the sirens start going off. But yeah, no, it's uh, you don't want me sitting in the front seat if you're driving. 
So notes to self, put Mike in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Shotgun. So listen, guys, tonight we have a pretty cool episode. We haven't dove into any rides in a particularly long amount of time. And uh, tonight we're going to get talk about one of, I know, my favorite rides. It's always a fast pass whenever I go. Um, I don't think I've ever waited online for this ride. It's always been part of our uh, fast pass queue over at Hollywood Studios. And I'm talking about the Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror that opened on July 22nd, 1994. Ever since then, the park's never been the same. It's been constant screams as you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, it's one of my favorite rides. Uh, it's a thrilling ride. There's a lot of uh, oddball mechanics that go with it. It's based on the Twilight Zone uh, uh, Twilight Zone uh, series. from, uh, And the, the story takes place on October 31st, 1939. Uh, like I said, I've never... Did the wait for it, but it's a pretty long ride when you consider getting into the ride and going through the ride queue. Because when you at that library room, you get to see a video uh, from Rod Sterling, and it's the voice of Mark Silverman, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool introduction to what you're about to take place into. <laughs> what's the, what's the, this is the nod? What are you doing? I'm laughing. Because Jason looks terrified even at this moment that we're talking about the Tower of Terror. Let, let me tell you something about this going forward here, okay? This is a ride I always do. I always will do it. And if I'm with somebody, uh, like when I was, we took my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, you know, when the camera, you know, we took the camera, I'll laugh and point at it. When I'm on the ride itself, it's, it's fine. But guys, this queue, I get pure anxiety waiting for this ride because I hate that feeling of my stomach being taken away and that's all this ride is it's not a free fall it's a pull you down drop I mean it's not even a drop it's they they whip you down so you really get your stomach taken away it's very exhilarating um and it's a fun ride guys but I'm just thinking about like you're talking about the queue and I'm like starting to sweat my heart's starting to beat a little bit faster because just waiting in this queue with the anticipation of the ride I get a lot of anxiety. I mean, I really do get, uh, I would almost like to measure my heart rate sometime. Maybe I'll wear my Apple watch. And then as, as I walk in there to, to monitor my heart rate, when does it start for you? Does it start like when you're going down Hollywood Boulevard and you hear the screams and you know, you know, you have a fast pass for it. You know that you're heading there. Does it start then? Or is it whenever you first make that bend and you see, you know, the railings and, and you're walking up that and you hear that, that creepy music, 1930s music, you know, the jazz, like, oh, just, oh man, just puts you right there in the mood right away for what's about to happen. I love, love, love the, the lobby and stuff. And we'll talk about that in a minute. It starts for me when we get into the boiler room. It's like that's where it just kicks on for me because it's almost like that's the point of no return. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're stuck. I'm going forward with this. So that's where it starts. But anyways, that's that's as you're talking. My I'm just starting to get a little anxiety thinking about it. And, and it's a must-do, guys, and I always do it, and I always laugh and have a great time on it. But I, for me to say I love it, Come on, I listen. Out of out of all the people that have been on that ride that listen to this show, I can't be the only one that's just like, man, I'm right there with you, man. This thing makes me anxious as can be. None of you guys. You know what makes me anxious about that? I'm a very mechanical person. I like to see the way things work. I like to look at a track. I look to. I like to do my little inspection before I get on the ride. That ride, you have no idea what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. You're in complete darkness for a lot of the ride. You don't see yep. the ride system you know, like you do on any other ride. And you know what? If that ro- if that ride actually 
you know, broke, you wouldn't know it because, you know, that's pretty much part of what the ride is. So <laughs> I think I, I agree with you on the anxiety part of it. Um, you know, the, the better part of me says that this is some cheap carnival and Disney does a good job maintaining their stuff. That's what keeps me going on. But I kind of, yeah, I'm a very mechanical person and I want to see what's, you know, what, what the gears are and what the, you know, make sure all the bolts are tight before I get on. That's just my little pre-check I'm doing before I get on. And, uh, yeah, that one kind of throws me for a loop. I feel like every time we do a Disney Dads in depth, we just create anxiety for every attraction we talk about. <laughs> Whether it be like Space Mountain, Tower of Terror, it's like Space Mountain, it's like the beams are three inches above your head, or this, it's like the, the cord could break. You know, it's like there's little kids in the back seat right now going, Can- Cancel that it. Tower of Terror yeah. fast pass. Um, they're going to hate Peter Pan by the Dumbo at all of our shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be doing Dumbo. They're like, I'm not riding that. You know, Disney's going to be like, Why what do you mean it's Dumbo fast passes? Yeah, I tell you, I I love that, and I think the the genius thing about that attraction is that they didn't have to put the music, put put the sound effects out into the park. The they let the guests do it for them, you know, by <laughs> opening that. And you when you hear those screams, you know mm-hmm. what what you're about to experience. And I mean, you hear those screams from the second you enter the park. I mean, you can you can hear them all the way at the front, uh, especially if Jason's on it. And it's just, it's an unbelievable attraction, but it's one that we always fast pass. It's always on the top of our list, something we love to do because I have a little girl that is absolutely a daredevil and she's been going hands up on that thing for four years or three years now. I mean, she's like ready to roll, hands up, mom, dad, don't touch me, you know, leave me alone, uh, you know, because I want to fly is what she always says. And we're like, yeah, we just don't want you to fly too far. You know, we want you to still be here. I think that's one of the things that make me go on that ride is because the ride height's only 40 inches. I'm like, you know what? If they can let little kids on like that, how how bad could it really be? Yeah, it's it's people like Rye that, that are, are creating this, this fog of, of lies. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. You know, just just do it. Um, it, it it is. It's just, you know. But the thing is, is you have to admit that there's very few rides that are exhilar- as exhilarating as that. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. And I know it's short lived once you start. Um, I, I last time I got to do it with um, our good friend Aaron, and uh, I got a lot of history involved with it. And we did it together. And you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, let, let's 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 maybe we can uh, when we walk through the queue a little bit but definitely remind me I want to talk about placement of where you're sitting in the thing and because that makes a difference yeah definitely oh 100% yeah so I know being that it's not you know Hollywood Studios is one of those parks that has the tier system and luckily that as good a ride of it is isn't in the tier A system so that always winds up being one of the rides that always makes our fast pass list you know we always have to choose between uh uh rock and roller coaster or toy story but it's nice having that as your technically b option your your non but i've always done that and went through the fast pass line and even going through the fast pass line you're still traveling a lot through that queue and you get a good idea of the details and a lot of the um taking you you know putting you in that moment putting you in that you know transporting you which disney does so well into that you know, that hotel feel and to that, that creepiness and to that, you know, being in another dimension type and like everything is frozen in time. Uh, there are so many elements that, you know, not that I want to spend a lot of time waiting online, but I think if I did wait online and actually paid attention to a lot of the things that you see as you're traveling up into the library room, uh, it's some incredible stuff. Now, I know I've always done the fast pass. Have you guys ever waited and paid attention to the details on the queue as you're walking in? 
We've never waited in the queue. I mean, we've gone the just the regular queue when there hasn't been much of a wait. You know, if you see, that's the cool thing about Terra Terra, man. Is like it can either be an hour or sometimes you look up and it's fifteen minutes. And so we'll go through the regular queue then, but then you're flying through too. Um, yeah, I love that. I do love that queue. I let me ask you guys this: Do you think this was one of the first attractions? Because you're going back to all the way back to 1994. Do you think this was one of the first attractions that introduced? storytelling in its queue the way it does because i can't think of anything further back than that um i mean walt disney introduced the switchback queue you know with disneyland to where you're going back and forth back and forth but as far as storytelling i can you think of an attraction that was open i mean even like the great movie ride which was open before this you know it's told a story but just through you know, through a movie, I don't, I don't, I don't remember uh, any attraction before this doing. What that. about Haunted Mansion? When you're in the stretching room, does that kind of give you a little bit of that's, a story? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good call. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's there. The, that's. I, I, I mean, just, listen, that's the closest thing that I can even think of that's related yeah. to that. Other than that, that's probably one of the first ones. You know, and um, and even that, you know, that stretching room is it's a small it's a small piece of what the ride's going to be compared to the enormous. Uh, build up of what the queue for Tower of Terror is. I mean, I, definitely Tower of Terror has it at a magnitude that nobody else does. But uh, that's the mm-hmm. only one that I could even possibly put in the same type of category. Right, and you kind of hit it there with you said the perfect word. I think with this whole queue and and the way Tower of Terror queue is is build up. It does. It's a build up as you enter and as you get closer to the building. I mean, just the just the scale of the building hovering over over you when you wait in the queue is enough to make you uh, timid, cautious, you know, of course, hearing the screams. And then as you're going into that door, into the lobby of the hotel, I mean, what most people don't know is when you're entering this lobby, you know, you are surrounded by really filth and and something that's been completely forgotten since 1939. Uh, And the one thing people don't know is this, this lobby takes more cleaning and more attention than any other queue around, even though it looks disgusting, it takes a ton of attention to make it look disgusting. Right. And uh, I think they just do such a great job with that. I wasn't aware of this, but did you know that there's uh, some items in there that are older than a country itself? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's uh, that set of chairs that's over that was bought in the auction block. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I think they were seventeen early 1700s. Wow, that's pretty cool. So it's actually yeah. a living museum you're walking through. And it was an accidental buy by the Imagineers. They wanted to buy some old chairs, and they set them up, and somebody... Now, it's not that first set of tables. It's the far one, which is right. going to be farthest away. So, yeah, I mean, you got a couple hundred-year-old chairs that are in there, too. It's very cool. And, I mean, I love all the touches where you have, like, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the HTH logo on all the lampshades. And, of course, you have the Mahjong tiles, you know, there on, on, the, uh, on the table where guests would play down in the lobby. And just the, the lighting, the lighting in there is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It perfectly sets the mood for entering that hotel and what you would enter in the uh, late 1930s, you know, as a bustling Hollywood uh, was at that time. That Mahjong table you were talking about, they actually had professional Mahjong players come in, start the game, and just end it halfway through as if it was frozen in time, which is a pretty cool little fun can, fact. Can, hey, can we, can we derail this for a second like we always uh-huh. do? Do you either know, know how to play Mahjong? No. I haven't the slightest idea. I think I have it on my computer. I tried it once, and I just gave up. I can barely pronounce it. Yeah, Jason, you? It's not even ringing a bell. Is that the one with the... um, The tiles? I believe I've played it before. I would probably need a refresher. Isn't it on, like, every Windows computer? Isn't it that little games thing? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I don't have a clue. I think I was yeah I was I think I was bored at work and I tried it one day and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I'm just click, clicking stuff here I think that in the mind game Listen, I can't play either. If you if you're if you're listening to this and want to give free 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 mahjong lessons and send Jason and Mike and I a message and we'll we'll take you up on it. Uh, but yeah sorry about that I, I was just I've never met anyone who could play that game and there it sits uh, of course right there in the middle of the Hollywood Tower Hotel. And I guess if Disney had to hire people to play it then I guess they didn't know how to do it either. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> true. Think about the Imagineer that uh, that was playing. Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Check, chess or checkers uh, there in pirates? Um, pirates. Right. Yeah, the, that that lucky that lucky uh, Imagineer gets that one, and then the dude draws the short straw to do the mahjong table over at Hollywood Tower Hotel, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh." Are there any hidden Mickey's at all in this thing? I I know I know that when you're in the library room. And that's the room where you get to watch the video. There's mm-hmm. a trumpet. And underneath the trumpet, there's some sheet music. And on that sheet music is the song, What No Mickey Mouse, which is a famous you know, Disney song. And that's the actual sheet music from that. So it's probably the only tribute to Mickey Mouse in the whole ride then, huh? There is one other one I know of, but it doesn't come until a little bit later in the attraction. But you want it right now? Uh, sure. So we sure. don't forget. The little girl that you see that, uh, gets lost into the the other dimension, uh, she yep. is carrying a Mickey Mouse doll. And an old Mickey okay. Mouse doll, a vintage one. An old Mickey Mouse doll. Yep. Yep. Uh, creepy family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get out of there and let's go into Freddy Krueger's playground, the boiler room. This, oh, listen. There you go. Now we start the music. Da, 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 da. As Jason gets a little more scared and a little more scared as we enter the boiler room. Give me a drink, man. Here, hurry up. Give me some of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's a. Uh, it's um. I've done like we were talking fast pass and queue. I've done both of them. Um, the attention to detail is fantastic. You got the coal boilers down there. It's um. Man, it's as real as you're going to look and get. And you know what? Those are authentic boilers that were down there in age. Mike, being a uh, into all the mechanics of everything, does this room, it probably doesn't get you timid. You probably get really excited walking in here like, wow, this is what this would have been like. This basement of this hotel would have been like this in the 1930s. Yeah, that's like a regular work environment for me. That doesn't stress me out so much. I'm kind of used to that kind of, you know, behind the scenes uh in the basement boiler kind of stuff. That's uh that's more of the norm. That doesn't stress me out as much as it does, Jason, but uh it's def- the the scenery down there and that's you're in there with general public. That's not fast pass people. So, you know, even sometimes there there's quite a few people down there. So, it's nice because you can take in all of the elements while you're waiting on those little bit of lines. They they it looks very crowded down there, but it moves a lot a lot quicker than how it looks. When you see that many people, you're like, "Oh, I'm going to be down here for hours." And it moves pretty quickly. Those uh cars are people eaters and they put a lot of people in very quickly cuz the ride itself is a quick ride when you go up and down mm-hmm. and uh, they have quite a few cars to do it. But uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that boiler room. I like that. That's the uh, that's the no turning back room for me. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it's one of those things where you see uh, that's when kids' faces change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of they're leading in. They think the the video's fun. They see all the artifacts. It's still fun, even when the lights go out. It's fun. All of a sudden, you come in there and it's that dark kind of reddish hue and and you know old decrepit. And you can hear the elevators opening, closing, doing that. Here's my question for you two guys: Do you go right or left downstairs? I always go typically. left. I do too. I don't know why though. God, the last couple of times I have gone right. Yeah, yeah, I have. But typically, I do go left. 
You know why I want to go left? Because it's against the wall. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, you yeah, safety you on one side. No, it's just, yeah, it's just that it's that weird. Oh, that like, makes sense. That does make sense. It's your natural. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, but as we go through there, of course, we get up and you like Jason was talking about earlier. We want to talk about is you get your uh, doomed seat assignment on your uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel uh, <laughs> elevator ride. <laughs> Look, when I rode in the very back, I found that to be a much more enjoyable ride. At the, the last time I rode it, I rode it with Aaron this this last time, um, and I'm just going to do the last two because those are the ones I remember. Uh, I was right in the middle, and I had a kid in front of me, and it was uh, – <laughs> we got done riding, and this kid turned around and gave me this look. I don't know if I grabbed him or if I was screaming in his ear. I, I don't know, you know, but he came, he gave me this look like, dude, really? You're a grown man. So um, – yeah, that was. Uh, but I think I think they amped it up. That was a that was a that was like a ride on steroids, man. Cause oh, just for your ride? Just for my ride. Just oh, they I knew. Okay. They knew. But you know, riding in the middle to me was more exhilarating than um, sitting in the back. But okay. I enjoyed it sitting in the back more, if that makes sense. Right. So it was yeah. a different experience. I don't think I've ever not been in the back. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm typically always in the back, and I think maybe is there a weight disbursement? Do they like look at you and? And and like okay, uh, uh, Jason, you look you look pretty, like you're over here in a corner. And that's no, that's just know. when they put you on your own elevator. And that's it. <laughs> they send you down to the other freight elevator. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, um, I don't think like, so it's because different. it's usually by number of people in your group, right? When you say it's four, yeah, it is. It, it's all yeah, by all know. by numbers of people, and we're always in the front, but we have to ask to be. Here's a little here's a little tip too, and I can't guarantee it, but see, riding it with a small child. Oh, who yeah. loves to go hands up and loves her her pictures? If you're not in the front, then Riley becomes a little girl holding a Mickey doll and just disappears into the ride. Like you can't <laughs> see her; she's completely sure. gone. So if you will go up and you'll politely ask and you'll say, "Listen, I have a small child." They'll do their best to put you on one of those front rows, and that way you get that picture on uh, on Tower Terror. That's uh, that goes back to the cast members, man. They um, they're so awesome when it, it you know it's amazing what a little guys. I'm going to give you the biggest tip that you can have at Disney. A little common courtesy and respect goes a long ways because these cast members are dealing with thousands of people, all different walks of life, tempers, um, a little common courtesy and politeness. Man, I've seen cast members move mountains for for, for mm-hmm. people. Yeah, definitely. So definitely heed that. Just if anything, take that advice. Yeah, we like to sit in the front. The front is, uh, I, I like that picture. I like being able to see directly out, no hands in front of me. Uh, it's one of those. But we've set all over, I, you know. But I think I, I think I'd rather set on the towards the middle instead of towards the wall. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, like instead of going all the way in the row, and that's I think that's me on a plane too. I like I just always like to be on the aisle, anyways. So I wish I could I could prepay for my aisle seat on Tower Terror, but I can't. You know, can't make that happen. Listen, so. I like the aisle seat because I prefer window seat because I don't want to be bothered. I per, but I I always pay and or I always pick my aisle seat because I got the bladder the size of a shot glass. Mm-hmm. And that's just the facts. You know what I mean? Um, I do not want to be in the aisle seat or in the middle on this ride. Uh, the last time, you know, we're talking pictures, and, and let's kind of steer it towards pictures here. 
because they do a picture and they do video, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Correct, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and the video edition was within the last, I think, four years, was it not? And it hadn't been long, yeah, a couple no. years. Yeah. It's, and it's a super cool addition to it. It's just a nice perk. This this last time was was so much for me that I had to look at Aaron and go, where, where was the picture? Oh, we already, we already passed it. Because normally it's very... Uh, you know, you know when it is because you're hitting that point and it opens up. Well, that point opened up and we went up and down a couple more times. So I wasn't even sure of, yeah, let's just say I was glad to get off the ride. <laughs> you know, the drops are random, right? It's not the same ride. Right. You can do it two or three, four times. And you're not going to have the same drops right. and the same amount of feet. It's computer generated and it's different for every time. Yep. I think, um, I think they said there's four or six different yep. patterns. So, um, you know, it's, uh, this one was one that was, um, a lot of 10 foot up and downs, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know, man, it was, it was good. It was fun. Every, I think it's a must do. If you go to Hollywood studios, you absolutely have to do it, but I'm so glad to get off when I'm done. Let me ask you this, Mike, since, Mm -hmm. since you were just there, what would, what would you prefer? The brand new slinky dog slide. You can only do one or tower of terror. Slinky dog. Really? Yep. Yep. That good, huh? Yeah, I would go with that. Um, I, I, maybe that's because I've only done Slinky Dog the you know the once, and, I, and I've done Tower of Terror so many times. Um, right, and it's hard to compare those two because they're not really you know one for one. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I think Slinky Dog. I think Slinky Dog was more of a fun ride. It was more of that uh, you know Tower of Terror is more of that uh, you know heart in your throat kind of, you know, kind of like that kind of thrilling. This was more of a fun ride. I'll tell you what, if I had to do it by myself, I would do Tower of Terror by myself. If I was doing it as the family, I'd want to do Slinky Dog because it was more of that fun, giddy ride on Slinky Dog. And uh, that was more of an enjoyable family ride. But you could kind of look over and watch your kid's face and see how going up and down the hills and going around the turns, how happy and excited they were, where you kind of lose that a little bit in Tower of Terror because the anxiety is building and you're dropping so fast and the ride goes so quick. The actual ride of Slinky Dog is a little bit quicker. I'm sorry, a little bit longer. So I kind of like that if I was going to spend time with the family. That is a perfect little question that I can ask you, Justin, because let me ask you, what would you prefer, the Tower of Terror, Twilight Zone, or Guardians of the Galaxy? Ooh, that's really hard. All right, so I just did Guardians at Disneyland about a month ago, and I that overlay, guys, let me take a few minutes to walk you through this, because whenever you come in to the main room, you're coming into the collector's area, Okay, and dude, they have stuff from all types of Marvel movies. So, like, you're seeing all the stuff that the collector has collected, you know, throughout. And it's all interactive. There's a lot of animatronics in there, things like that. It reminds me a little bit of the Pandora queue as far uh, as uh, Flight of Passage queue, as far as, like, you know, has some interactive uh, things mm-hmm. that are moving, that are, you know, telling stories. It's a different ride, though. Jason, you would hate it. You would, I, if, if the whole thing of losing your stomach is not your thing, I don't think you would prefer this one over the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Okay, do tell. Because there is no, on Guardians, there is no ride before the actual drops. You start you start going up and dropping immediately, and that's all it is. Up, down, up, down, up, down. You don't, the, it never comes out, never moves, never does how, all that. How long, how long is it? Well, just, I would, dub, it? I would double the amount of drops and lifts that you probably have in the normal Tower of Terror, <laughs> at least. <laughs> oh, I don't but, know, man. But here's oh. the cool part, man. Every, between every drop, there is a scene. So you're seeing like like and it's of course it's 
you know all the guardians and it's a it's a story playing out and they have all these different soundtracks of different songs you can get so the the soundtrack changes each time you'll do it so each okay. time you do it you're getting different soundtracks um i mean i really liked it i think it's hard to say man cuz mike said i've done tower of terror so many times well i've only done guardians a few now that i'd probably pick guardians but okay. just because I'm a huge Guardians fan, too. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the comedy with it. I love Groot. Groot's hilarious in it, you know, as they're fighting the monsters, and Groot's just kind of dancing, you know, doing his thing. Um, but, yeah, it's different. It's just a different attraction. And the exterior queue, you know, is different. Every, everything's different about it. Even though it's the same ride system, it's uh, it's completely different. But everyone should make it out to Disney California Adventure to try the Guardians of the Galaxy overlay because it is really cool. And I think we'll see something like that come to Hollywood Studios eventually. I just don't know what. All right, let me let me can I pull back the curtains a little bit and and, and tell you cuz like I I have to write it because it's something I need to do, okay? Mhm. And you know as as we've talked on the show, like with me, it seems like the older I get, the more claustrophobic I get and you know, I think I think I've had conversations, you know, mm-hmm. on the show about that. Um we were at the county fair <laughs> it was a couple weeks ago. We were there for a photo shoot, okay? And my niece is like, I really want to ride the zipper. I've rode the zipper a lot. You know what I mean by the zipper? It's the where they lock you in the cage and it spins mm-hmm. around as you're going around, okay? <laughs> so I get in this thing, and they lock us in there, and we're in there tight. And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, nope, get me out. Get me out of here right now. So the dude lets open, <laughs> opens it up, and my niece is like, "Jason, are you or Uncle Jason? Are you kidding me right now?" And I'm like, "It's not going to happen." Well, then when she's like, "Come on," and I'm like, "Fine." So I sat back in, and I'm doing it, and they lock us in, and and I'm like, "Sorry, kiddo, get me out of here. I'm done." <laughs> and they opened it up again, and he's like, "Dude, I I'm not putting you back in there. I don't need you freaking out. I was I wasn't going to freak out, but it was." I hit my limit where I was just enclosed so much where I'm like, I'm done. Game over. Let me out of here. What I'm saying is, is like, there's not really that claustrophobic sense in there, but I'm still strapped in and trapped to that, that gut feeling. You know what I mean? That, that exhilarate. And man, people love that. There's people that just love that, that feeling. And I'm here like, I don't know what it is, man. I, I don't, I don't know. And if there's somebody out there that, uh, it, it, you know, as 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 like has gone down the same road as I have, and because I know there's other people out there like, nope, I'm not riding that ride because of that reason. Um, definitely get a hold of me and say, you know what, I've done this and this helped, or you know, after twenty five thousand dollars of psychiatric care, um, I'm still the same and don't like it. You know, I, I I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know what the deal is with it. I'm not sure. Not to get too far off topic, but have you ever done the ride on top of the stratosphere over in Vegas? No, no. <laughs> And I never will. And I go to Vegas a lot. No way. No. Nope. nope. Well, I've done. I've done, and uh, I've been out there with friends at a younger age. Uh, the stratosphere mm-hmm. is one of the tallest. It's it's a tower. I mean, the thing is tremendous. It's skyscraper size, and they have a couple of roller coasters on top of the skyscraper building. I mean, you go okay. up there, and there are there are planes flying lower than you are. That's how high you are. I mean, sure. you're up in the clouds. And uh, they have one of those free fall things up there that shoots to the top of the needle and then back down, top of the needle, back down. Yep. And they have a couple of other roller coasters that you're enclosed in, and they tip you over the side, and you're just kind of dangling off the side of the building over nothing. And uh, if you ever get a chance, look it up on uh, on Google. Yeah, that that's you okay. talk about being strapped in and claustrophobic and scared of a ride. That's certainly one that uh, that would definitely put you over the edge. Yeah, I would still probably do it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You might want to look at that Not before me. you. 
<laughs> before you no say way. you would do that. Nope, nope, nope. Do you guys, when we go to Vegas, that's all Mike. Jason, you and I will be at uh, at one of the uh, nice adult uh, areas and bars, <laughs> and uh, that'll be all Mike. But hey, Mike, you know, when we're talking, I, you know, I was t- explaining about the actual ride with Guardians. Let's go through the ride for, you know, Hollywood Tower of Terror, because... For those people who haven't ridden it, I mean, it is, it's a, uh, it's an unexpected thing that happens once you get in that, that elevator. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, the doors close and the cast members usually do a, usually they always do a fantastic job of helping you build that up. You know, the, the, the way they tell you to move in their mannerisms, the way they explain about how the ride's going to work. And then I've even had some couple like, you know, as the doors close, they put their hands over the glass to make it look like they're trying to get out or, you know, they do some <laughs> funny things because, you know, the cast members are great. And, uh, you go up, you shoot up pretty quickly. Oh, it's, pretty smooth the first the first shot up and then the doors open and you almost feel like you're weightless when you're going through this this odd area where it's you know like uh it's dark you can't see the stars there's some weird things going on you see a family of ghosts in front of you and um it's actually when you're in the car and you're traveling through that little uh porthole so to speak you're not on a track system. It runs on a drive-by wire, which is pretty cool, which makes it pretty seamless. Um, you can't see the track you're on because you're really not on a track. And um, it really puts you in a weird kind of feeling because you're, you're not on a normal ride that you've ever been on before. And then uh, as you go through that whole little storytelling ride, boom, you shoot up and your stomach drops and then it drops you and picks you up. And like I said, it's random. And uh, it's pretty intense, you know. It's uh, it's it's uh, one of my favorite rides. Yeah, when you first go up, of course, you know, and those doors open, and you see that those same people that were, you know, when the tower was struck by lightning in October thirty first, nineteen thirty nine, and they were gone forever. And you see them, and you start to hear, you know, the creepy music and the sound effects and all that, and uh, and then you get the at the very end of the hallway. You get the window that starts to move, and all you see is the you know is, is the stars pretty much, and and the windows moving, and all of a sudden it shatters, and then those doors close, and you still don't know what's about to happen next. But yeah, Mike, you got it, man. When you get up to the up to the next stop, and you it opens, and there's all this vast area in front of you, and you leave the elevator shaft. Terrified the first time I did mm-hmm. it, I was like, hold up, hold hold on, hold on. Where are we going? And you'll hear people say that. People that have never done it. You'll hear, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, what's going on? What's going on? And I love that if you're if you're going through and you look to the left, I love the eye. There's a big eye. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you look inside the eye, it's you. It's all the people in your car as you're going by. And uh, all the cool things that you pass as you go through. Really, really, that's a really cool experience. So here's a, here's a real fun thing you guys can do inside the car. When that does open up and that part happens... You can yell, "Oh my God, it's never done that before," <laughs> or, or something to that effect, um, just to add a little bit of realism to uh, right. the newcomers on there. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I tell you, it's it, how cool is it that where they did the the light, the way the light separates mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, I love that. Where actually, it looks like the wall is opening to mm-hmm. bring you into another dimension exactly and that yeah. 3d yep. effect makes it look like that that shaft that corridor goes on for miles yet it's only like six or eight feet i mean it's really not that far at all but it looks like in front of you like it goes on forever yeah that so that when you see the family uh in front of you that that we're all gone that place you're looking at like you said mike looks forever it's only you and you nailed it it's it's only six feet deep mm-hmm. because of forced perspective and only four feet tall at the end 
So when you're looking down there and it looks like you're looking on forever, it's really only six feet away and it's four feet high. And that tells you the just crazy brilliance of the Imagineers to be able to pull that pull that uh, technique off. So as you come down and on your last couple after the sequence of drops, you come out into the room and there you have your pictures if you wanted to do your photo pass. And you have some amazing pictures on there of a lot of people. That's some <laughs> of the best photos on there. I tell you, uh, Sarah was able to do that Tower of Terror with all of her cheerleaders. And to have an entire car of all of your friends and all of your teammates is pretty cool too. We have, a, we have that picture here. And... Um, as soon as you walk out of there, you walk into the gift shop, like on most rides you do nowadays, and that's some pretty cool Tower of Terror stuff. I actually bought a couple of glasses from there, and I bought a uh, uh, coffee mug. Uh, it's got Mickey screaming on it or something like that. It's one of those black uh, Tower cool. of Terror ones. So it's one of my favorite coffee mugs, as a matter of fact, too. But uh, and they have a, they have a Tower of Terror Jenga and a lot of other cool stuff that you're not really going to find in a lot of the other gift shops. It's pretty, I would say. Uh, unique to that particular uh ride no yeah definitely we um we have a few different picture frames because that's one thing i really love there are the picture frames there's one picture frame we have that it's uh i think it's mickey goofy donald and they're in black and white the frames in black and white and they're holding their hands up and it looks like they're terrified you know above the frame and says tower terror at the bottom we have that one uh then we have another one but our one of our favorite things to get in that in that uh, gift shop is not that expensive, and it's something I recommend to all parents to do is the penny press. They have some awesome penny presses there for just the, specifically the Hollywood Tower Hotel for Tower of Terror for all those. So take those pennies, fifty one cents. You get a great um, souvenir for your little ones. You know they can keep. Of course, get the book. You can put them in there, and it's right before you enter the gift shop. Right there on the left is the penny press. So we always get penny presses from there. One of my favorite things that I have from that ride besides my coffee mug is I have uh, one of the collector pins, and it's the actual. It's just Tower of Terror on it, and it's got the actual little cable car, and it dangles back and forth. You know, I like those pins that have a lot of the oh, motion. Oh, for real? On it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and then uh, I think Sarah got one because uh, she got one when she first went on the ride. It's kind of like a you know a badge of honor you know she get to pick out a pin right and you know the car goes up and down it's on one of the little track things so i like those pins that have the motions and uh you know i have a test track one that has motion and a lot of other rides that have the you know the motion on them and uh that's one of our favorite ones too that's great i'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out man because we collect pins and we don't typically buy pins in walt disney world but i whenever you see something cool like that definitely i i'm definitely down to go and uh get one of those all right, guys, let's do that. Look, we all love this attraction, even though it terrifies us. I think all three of us can agree that this is a absolute must-do every time you go to Hollywood Studios. When you're, when you're planning your Fast Passes, look, you know, a lot of our Disney family posts on, hey, what should I Fast Pass in these parks? Tower Terror is a must-do. You know, if you have kids that are old enough or tall enough to do this, make sure to get them mm-hmm. on there. Because once they do it once, they're going to love it. I, I can attest for that. I have a little one. Got her on it the first time, and now it's she wants to do it over and over and over and over. Uh, which is something that's really cool. But I want to do this. Let's go. Uh, there's this. That's the cool part about this attraction is that when they were developing this attraction, it came with a lot of change, a lot of uh, modifications, things like that, and it led to a lot of really fun facts that a lot of Disney fans and a lot of our prior Disney family didn't know about. And I want to lead with one, and uh, it's this. Whenever the Imagineers were talking about the concept of the Tower of Terror, for the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Originally, in case you guys didn't know this, they had the concept of putting rooms in where guests would be able to actually spend the night in the Hollywood Tower Hotel. What do you guys think about that? Um, horrible idea. <laughs> how loud 
how loud would those rooms be? I mean, I don't know. I mean, guess if it was on the other side and it was soundproofed, you know. Um, are we okay? Look, hey, let's just let me just put an addendum in there. Are we talking where they designed it where you're not getting woken up by people screaming? Probably, I would say so. Yeah, and I think at the time the the park was only open to like 9 p.m. at the time too. So you got to think. I think that you, would be um, I think that would be a fun fun addition <laughs> to uh, the park. That's some wake up call at that early magic hours. All of a sudden, 8 a.m. you're right? in bed, oh you just blood curling scream. Ah. You're like, oh my god, what's going on? Uh, well, here, here's another one for you. And whenever they're designing the attraction. One of the things the Imagineers did, they knew they wanted to use the Twilight Zone series mm-hmm. in something. And so originally the Twilight Zone series was planned for the great movie ride. And then when they didn't use it for that and they started coming up with the concept, they thought, what a great way to use this as with the Tower of Terror. Now, there was something about uh, they had to use, um, besides Rod's, Rod, Rod Serling's voice, uh, they had to find a different voice actor in there because uh, to mash it up. Yeah, that's you know? right. And the whole thing was... With Rod Serling, who was a host of the Twilight Zone series, he, of course, passed away in the 70s. So how are they going to get Rod Serling to do the, the, you know, the voiceover for something built in 1994? And so what they did was this. They went through every single episode of the Twilight Zone series. And they found an episode where he is standing. It's exactly what you see as you look at the video. And he's standing there, and he turns. And when he turns, and he points and says, behind me is an elevator. He's actually pointing, and if you watch the episode, he points and he says, behind me is a map of America. And what they did was they found a guy. And Mike, what was his name uh, that, that, that did the over the overlay of the voice? He was an impersonator, and his name was Mark Silverman. Mark Silverman. So they find Mark Silverman, they ask him, and he does the voiceover for all of the narration that you hear when you see the video. So you're actually looking at Rod Serling, but then you have Mark Silverman doing the, uh, the voice. And uh, really, really cool... Um, and I'll, another really cool thing about Rod Serling is in the library, and think about this, since they used his likeness, there is an actual paycheck hidden in the library made out to Rod Serling uh, for his uh, cameo in the Tower of Terror, just in case he ever comes back from the dead to collect his pay. That's that's fun. That's a fun fact. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, was it his wife or his daughter that uh, needed to hear the voice to um, confirm it and say that it was good enough for the uh, the show. Is that right? I believe it was his wife that said that she approved it. She was the one that signed off on it and said, yep, that's a great match, and we'll go with that. One fun fact about it is they cut the tower off. They actually started to build a tower, and it was above 199 feet, and they actually had to cut the top of the tower off and make it shorter because if they would have went over the 199-foot mark, they would have had to have put the red blinking um, warning lights for airplanes for FAA reasons. So they thought that having it that tall would take away from the you know the the overall ambiance of the hotel so they said, you know what we'll just cut the roof off and they knocked down a few feet and they were able to keep under the minimum and had it at, at one of the tallest buildings in in Disney World property at 199 feet very cool very smart too they always know what they're doing here's something fun about the outside of the building another fun fact about Tower Terra did you know that it has a very specific reason for its color of its outside facade do you guys know this mm no. It is made to where it blends in with Morocco because when you're standing in Epcot, you can see the Tower of Terror through Morocco and uh, they wanted to make sure it blend, blended in with the same color patterns as Morocco. Oh, I didn't know that. I yep, did not so, know this. And one of, the, one of the great little things that everyone needs to look for, the next time you're going through that queue and you're in the lobby of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, make sure to look because I know one thing we look for is that five diamond uh, AAA rating at all the hotels you want to stay at. 
Well, this one has 13 diamonds, which is, of course, eight diamonds more than any other hotel in the world, but it has 13 diamond rating uh, for the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Let's pull away from facts for a second, guys, and let me ask you an off-the-wall question. We're going to make a Disney park in Chicago, and we're going to put a Tower of Terror right there. You follow mm-hmm. me so far? Mm-hmm. What would you theme this Tower of Terror as? Mike, why don't you go first? I think I would... Happens to be one of my favorite movies. I think because my kids kind of grew up on it. That was the age, and it was on a constant loop. And I'm going to date myself on the VCR. It constantly played and played and played. I know you guys probably don't have VCRs anymore, but uh, Monsters Incorporated. And in the original Monsters Incorporated, when you watch the movie, there was constantly the doors that would open. They would go into other dimensions, and you know they'd be uh, there was there was one of those parts in the movie where they were you know flying around the doors. Uh, when uh, Mike and Sully were trying to get the door to find Randall, and I think you could turn that ride into a Monsters Incorporated ride, have the doors open, be in different dimensions, different worlds, kind of have a screen in front of you a little bit, and have those drops, and have something very similar to that, but I would theme it around, if I had to do some kind of overlay, it would be Monsters Incorporated. Okay. How about you, Justin? You're deep in thought there, man. This this is so tough. The, what, are, what are you all doing to me tonight? You're throwing this on me? Um... Man, there's so many great overlays you could do, too. I mean, as far as, of course, I'd love to see anything Mickey. I mean, you could do. I don't like want a, great. I want perfect. Perfect. Okay, let me let me rethink then. Uh, and Mickey is perfect. So if that's what I, you're going to go with, I'll take it. Look, I, I would love to see. Think about an old school kind of black and white like Mickey uh, freefall. Okay. You know, we're like skydiving out of a plane, like trying to catch Minnie before she hits the ground, right. you know, and, and of course you got Pete that's the one like, ha, ah, and throws her out of the plane and all that. And Mickey's just, and all this funny stuff's happening as, as you go, you know, so you drop a little bit and you see a screen and maybe Goofy's going by, you know, in, a, in an airplane, like something funny's happening, helping Mickey out. And then at the bottom, right before you get down, boom, you know, he catches her. And the parachute opens up, and then you're right there. So I, something I like that would be cool, cool man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are gonna tar and feather me, but I sure wished Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a Disney movie because would that not fit perfect? How cool would that mm-hmm. be? That would be awesome. You could have all those different. I mean, you could, uh, oh, anyways, but it's not, Dude, so I can't use it. But it would I don't be know. perfect. Wait a second, though. I like this because it would be perfect. Because think about it. You could go and eat. What was it? A uh, what was it that he eats that makes him float up? Everlast. Oh yeah. Well, that's the drink. He drinks the bubbly bubble. That's right. The fizzy whatever. Mm-hmm. And dude, yep. float up and then drop. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. And yeah. you know, one of the scenes has got to be the um, you know, with the chocolate river. And uh-huh. oh, I would love that. You could go out through the chocolate river. That would be yes, yes. That would be great. And we're running from uh, what old Schnoggle, whatever his name was, too. Right. But uh, and, yeah, but you know. I don't know. But since it's not, um, I am very surprised because I honestly thought, uh, instead of doing Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought Star Wars would have been a much more entertaining uh, over on the East Coast. Or I'm sorry, on the West Coast, you know, in Disneyland. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to oversaturate Star Wars. I don't, I don't know. I always thought, you know, I thought that would have been a great overlay inside there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so you're still waiting for mine? <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> um, who? Uh, I'll tell you what. This is what I think I would like to do. Um, rides of the past. So different levels have a different scene of a ride that is no longer a ride at Disney World. How's that? That'd be cool. Yeah, I love that. You know, so and, and and maybe have different ones where you like you don't know if uh, you know and and maybe hit like the magical one that is like the rare one is like the Dream Maker is is on this level and you know and maybe every 
fiftieth ride gets to just see that. I don't Mr. know. Mr. Toad, throw a little I'm Mr. Just, Toad. Yeah, absolutely, sure. So I just rode uh, Mr. Toad. Yeah, Love just it. shooting in the dark here. Hey guys, let's go ahead and, and um, take a pause right here and refill your water glasses. Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk picks of the week and trivia. Just because summer's coming to an end doesn't mean it's not time to travel. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel. Jamie and I are here to take care of all of your travel needs. Contact us at DisneyDads at AwayWithMeTravel.com to get all the information about the inaugural Disney Dads podcast cruise sailing July the 17th, 2019 with a double dip at Castaway Key. We can't wait to see you on board. And remember, keep on traveling. Okay, so last week's trivia question was this. What new land in the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resorts opened on June 18, 1988 in celebration of Mickey Mouse's 60th birthday? Mike? Toontown? Justin? Mickey's birthday land? The answer is Mickey's Birthday Land, later renamed Mickey's Starland, currently called Mickey's Toontown Fair. So I guess I'm going right. to give you guys all credit. Um, when I read this, the first answer I thought of was... Anyways, I'm just going to leave people hanging because <laughs> I didn't. Justin, I know we got a couple texts in, and well, actually more than a couple of uh, very smart people. So who, who yeah, let me give a few shout-outs. Delinda, amazing. You got it right again. Right on it. Kevin Beacom, great job. But I want to give a huge shout-out to Jim Roth. Not Jim, I always butcher your name, so sorry. Rotnovsky. And, uh, hey, just some great positive words that he always sends along with his answer, just saying how much he's enjoying the show. And, uh, hey, thank you so much for all the support. We really, really appreciate those texts and uh, getting those in. So thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it, Jim. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm. I'm loving all the texts that are coming in for the trivia questions. I'm loving that. I'm loving that people are engaging in that. It's it's a lot of fun. Let's see how engaging you texters are on this one. In Disney's animated feature Hercules, where was Hercules born? Text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. So, yeah, guys, send those texts in. And one of the things that we love to do is interact with you guys on our Facebook page. So one of the things that we love on our Facebook page is our pictures because you guys have some amazing. And speaking of pictures, that brings us to our Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. So being that I kind of went first last week because we had a guest, I'm actually... Gonna give Jason first crack at this week's. Oh, <laughs> under one is, condition, under, under one condition. I know I'm not gonna pick I'm nine not gonna... picks in one shot. Okay, all right. I'm only gonna go with one, but I do have honorable mentions afterwards. So don't That's stick me fine. on that. That's fine. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna roll with Lindsay Cecilia, and um, her collage of pictures at the uh, Be Our Guest. Did you uh, Did you guys get a chance to mm-hmm. see those? I did. So great. Love it. Um, Absolutely fam- love it. I love the family pictures because I'm looking at her family and it's like I'm looking at me because it's like me, the two boys look about the same age, just having a good time at Disney World. Guys, I am so glad that you guys are, um, uh, are there at um, the Be Our Guest Dinner. Um, I love the Beast photos. Oh, geez. Um, thank you for sharing them, guys. Really. Thank you. Thank you. I'm up. Hey, and I got a great one. Uh, my pick of the week goes to Shay and Brianna Jones. What? Well, first off, welcome to the Disney Dads family. 
but your pictures from Crystal Palace. They said they just listened to the Crystal Palace episode and uh, just some amazing kind words uh, for us, and we thank you for that. But your pictures are so awesome. I mean, just amazing of your little, little girl. She's so pretty. She's so amazing there with Winnie the Pooh and with Tigger and interacting with Pooh. Uh, just it's so great we absolutely love it thank you guys so much for posting those we can't wait to see more pictures in the future make sure to keep posting those amazing photos of your great family uh, living that Disney lifestyle thanks guys yeah very cool I like those I have a fantastic picture this week and my picture goes to Lindsay Ray and Lindsay obviously just like I was a few weeks ago said to be leaving Magic Kingdom but the best part is next time they're coming back, it'll be a family of three. And they have a fantastic picture of the Mickey ears hat, the little baby Mickey ears. And I think it says it's hard to see because it's a little blurry, but it says Baby Jonas, I believe is the name. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, holding the uh, the Mickey cap in front of the, the castle. And uh, nothing. it's great going to Disney. It was great you got to go as adults, but it's going to be even better to take your child. And uh, congratulations to you guys and your upcoming child. And, uh Thanks for being part of the Disney family. Yeah, listen, um, do you see the beaming smile on Dad's face and his shirt is awesome? I love that. Listen, I do want to say one thing to, to uh, the new dad, because um, it really doesn't say his name in her because Lindsay's only in the group. Um, hey, listen, pass on a message to him and just let him know, welcome to the club. Definitely, yep. Disney trips will never be the same. No, nope. no, nope, they sure won't. So, everybody got their stuff in there? I'm going to hey, couple- give a quick shout out uh, really fast though, before you do to our great friend, Christina McSheffer. She's over in Dublin right now Yes, and uh, love the picture. It's awesome. You found the Disney store there. And uh, I was just in Dublin about a year and a half ago, two years ago. I did the transatlantic cruise over there and listen, what an amazing city Dublin is. Go have a Guinness, enjoy it and enjoy that beautiful, beautiful city of Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. She was actually on my list. Um, hey, we got to give Uncle Tim some love. Did you see his throwback picture from 1996 <laughs> at the Garden Amazing. Grill? Amazing. I love uh, I it. I love that picture. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim. You know what, buddy? You look exactly the same. Haven't changed. He, he haven't, does. He haven't aged a bit. No, you look exactly the same. I got nothing but love for that man. We've nothing said this, love. I swear on every episode, one of the nicest people I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pick any more uh, pictures, but I do want to do this real quick, Jason, then you can take the rest of them. I just want to give a huge shout out to our Disney Dads podcast running team. You guys have been amazing. And the photos from that group don't get mentioned on here very often, but they're every day and you're out motivating each other and you're out uh, really just getting that going. And I'm just hey, so proud of you guys. You're crushing it. And if you're not a member of that group, go join that group. You don't have to be a runner. It's about reaching your own personal goals. So go join that Disney Dads podcast running team. And then eventually we will get down and do a race together. Even if it's only a 5K and we'll walk it together. You, all of us, uh, you, I, I know Katie, He's not running. There's no way. So uh, let's get down there. Come join that group. Hold that note on the 5K. Um, Sean, Miranda, uh, the throwback. The throwback pictures with the hat are awesome. You know, um, if I missed a couple of your pictures, guys, I'm sorry, because there are, there are so many incredible pictures. I love it. Um, I do want us to talk about the 5K. Uh, we maybe got some 5Ks coming up on a Castaway K. Is that is that is that possible? That is possible. You are talking about the amazing inaugural Disney Dads Podcast Cruise. Guys, an amazing outreach of people. We've already booked 20 staterooms, but not just that. We have more people every day sending to get information to come join us on that amazing cruise. And one thing we're doing, not once but twice, is running that Castaway Key 
uh, 5K. And look, like I said, you don't have to be a runner. People walk it. Katie walked it last time we were there, and you still get the same medal. You get that amazing medal. And here's the best part, and just keep a secret between us, it's completely free. It's completely included in the price of your cruise. So do it. Make sure to get out there with us as we're doing that. And just some information on that cruise. It's July the 17th, 2019 through July 21st. It's a four-night sailing on the Disney Dream with a double dip at Castaway Key, also heading to Nassau, Bahamas. And uh, if you need some information on that, if you're interested, even if it's just a little hint of, man, I'd really like to go, uh, I just want a little more information, make sure to send an email to DisneyDads at AwayWithMeTravel.com, and Jamie and I will get right back with you and get you all the quotes you need, get you all the information you need to get you sailing with us on the inaugural Disney Dads Podcast Cruise next year. Um, a good friend of the show, uh, Michaela Altenhofen, uh, she's always, she's been here from the beginning. Um, she got, finally got down to Disney World and she got back. And I just want to say, uh, thank you for sharing those pictures with us. We did not forget about you on the show. We are loving that you, uh, shared it with us and you are, um, you are a Disney dad family to the core and, uh, thank you for sharing them. Very cool. Listen, guys, I had a fantastic time tonight. It's been a long time since we did a in-depth ride. Uh, I hope we made up some people's minds that they definitely should be getting a fast pass for Tower of Tower when they go. Um, <laughs> or did we? <laughs> no, of course. I think we did. I think or you tried to talk we? them out of it, but I think we did a good job. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not I did not try to talk them out of them. I did not. I, if you, In fact, if I share pictures, I have a smile on all my pictures, except for maybe Aaron White has one picture of us together that I'm not. But most of them is a smiling because they are, it is is a fun ride guys it really Listen, is I, I think one way or another you have to experience it you know even if you're a little timid about doing it do it once you you'll you know be able to cross it off and say i did it you'll never do it again i, I think my wife did it once she'll never do it again so you can sit by the outside and where the uh, ice cream is over there and wait for us to get off the ride but yeah definitely do it once it's an easy fast pass to get uh the ride queue is great as we talked about it there's just so much to that ride and i'm glad we got to pick that as our ride tonight and i'm glad that I got to hang out with you guys tonight. Here's what's going to happen is, is some people are going to listen to the show and be like, uh, uh, maybe they're second-guessing it. I don't know. I hope I didn't scare anybody away from it. Do you think, guys, honestly, do you think I scared somebody away from I'm it? I'm not going on it again. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I think I think that your scream at the top of the of the top of the, the tower will scare people away, but not the... Not the it's not a scream. It. It's called a war cry. It's called a curdle. It's, it's called, called a war, a war cry. <laughs> Uh, but but no, this is a ride that you have to do. Mike, you did a great job leading us through it. Uh, Justin, great job on the facts. Thank you for allowing me to just show up <laughs> and uh, enjoy the ride with you guys. Um, I've had some great pictures, great time. Here's what I want from you guys. Tower of Terror pictures underneath the show notes. How's that? I would love Definitely. to see them. I've got some great ones with family. You're going to look at my pictures and be like, dude, you're not scared at all. You look like you're having a blast. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's all a fake smile. It's all a fake laugh. I promise you. Um, but but overall, guys, this is a ride that does. This ride not make you laugh like you're a five year old little girl. Every time, every it, single time. May, how about you, oh, Mike? Absolutely, hundred percent. I love it. I, I I ultimately, I'll tell you what. I love I love that exhilaration of laughing like that because it is. Um, it's so scary. It's fun. So there's there's my closing words. All right. No, I'll tell you what, I love this attraction. It's one of my favorite things to do at Hollywood Studios. 
Uh, another one of my favorite things to do is to head over to the, the, our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com, and check out our amazing SoundCloud channel. And our, our emails are there, shows are there, everything's there. So head over to www.disneydadspodcast.com. I had to throw that in there. We almost forgot this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a, what a fun show. I, look, when we said we were going to do Tower of Terror, I love it because I know for a fact I absolutely uh, we'll do this every single time I'm at Hollywood Studio, and my daughter Riley loves this attraction, so it's a must do for me. Love the theming, love the queue, love the music, love you know the drops. You can't say it enough, man. I think it's a perfect attraction. I really, really enjoy it. And hey, guys, I've had a blast tonight, spending time with you guys. Good to see your beautiful smiling faces this evening, and uh, yeah, can't wait until the next week, guys. I have not approached you with this. You asked you about this in a while. Please show us some love. Go over to iTunes. Give us five stars. That helps the show. And I say it over and over again. We love that love. Gentlemen, I had a great time with you. Please, everybody, have a great week. Good night. Good night, fellas. Good night, guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. And that's a wrap. Let the This has been YDF Media Productions.